Hello, friends. My name is Mr. Roger, and you are listening to the Love Manifested podcast. Today, we're mixing things up a little bit, and I have the honor and the privilege of being your host today. So welcome to the Love Manifested podcast, where we have authentic conversations to inspire and encourage and empower you in seeking your personal relationship with God. Y'all ready? I'm not, but let's go. Welcome back. Man, I really love that song. There's something about that. It just hits me some kind of way. On this podcast, we have a heart culture, a love culture, and we introduce our guests by their hearts over their titles. And today I'm so excited and I'm so honored and I'm so blessed to introduce this heart to you. Her heart is one of love. For all, it is strong with love and with his conviction. Her heart loves deep and it loves hard and as a mother and a daughter and a sister and a confidant and a wife her heart reaches so many people but especially her heart has a love for women and survivors of the world this is such an important issue to her heart she cares for and she really believes in the empowerment and the healing of both people, women and survivors of the world. But most of all, she has a heart for God. So today I want to welcome Shahara Love to the Love Manifested podcast. <laughs> this is really weird. It is. It is. <laughs> okay, so we got a grand squi- a grand switch going on. Thank you for welcoming me and Yay. and so sweet. This is just weird. I'm sitting on the wrong side of the table. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's the right side for now. And you did really good, baby. We're so nervous. I was. I mean, this is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> well, this wasn't all, but... my idea, but this is working out. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet what you said uh, about my heart. Very nice. Well, you do. You have one of the wisest largest, Mm. most beautiful, most precious hearts of anybody I've ever met. And you've taught me so much. And you teach so many people around you about Mm. matters of love and matters of the heart. I've told you this before. Mm. You are absolutely gifted in this area of love and matters of the heart. And I really appreciate you. And I know there's so many other people out there that you touch in so many different ways. Mm. You're very special. And I'm so glad to have you as part of my life. Oh, babe, thank you. That's really sweet. I see how this feels when you hear... I mean, you tell me all the time, so this doesn't sound super <laughs> different than some of the things that you say, but it is very humbling to sit here and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Someone talk about you like yeah. that. That's yeah. really cool. Thank you so much. I, I thank you. And, and I admire you and your heart. You know, you were built to be in this world, serving in the way that you do so many. So, thank you. 
in case nobody else told you today. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, this is really cool. I'm glad to be here as a guest. I mean, I'm not running anything. Mm-hmm. He's got the all the controls on his side. He's got the uh, host chair and the host mic, and I'm just here along for the ride, and he hasn't told me anything. So grant me a little bit of grace because I've never done this before, <laughs> so this is new, and it's, you know, one of the things that we say to each other is like, when's the last time you did something for the first yeah. time, you know, yeah. and this is the first time for me, so... Bear with me and grant me a little bit of grace if you can. I'd really appreciate that because this is kind of nerve-wracking, okay? I mean, some people, they, they have it. That's, yeah. that's their thing. This yeah. is their wheelhouse. And now you know how I feel because it's not my wheelhouse either. Oh, I don't think. please. No. Please. No, you, okay. seriously. Okay. It's very nerve-wracking. Anyway. So, <laughs> one of the things that we do with our guests here mm-hmm. at the Love Manifested podcast. Yes is we have this thing called Bring Your Own Love. Mm-hmm, for. Love, happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's love happy hour, y'all. Yay. And one of the things that we do here is we ask our guests to bring their own love, B-Y-O-L. Yes, to yes, share yes. with with the audience, and so what did you bring for us today, and how can I indulge in it? <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and I thought because I love so many things, there's so many things I could bring. There's so many things that I could, um, you know, that I could share, and because I'm on this side of the table mm-hmm. today. I think I've shared a lot of things that I love just in passing, right, in conversation. But today, um, I was praying about it, and I thought instantly, it illuminated instantly, that I should bring you and the listeners something that I absolutely love. And this is, ready for it? I'm ready. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Mm. This is actually, I brought the gospel gospel according to john it is one of the books in the bible that i absolutely love and i love it so much because um i think when i was young um i gave my life to the lord at like nine or something like that and my grandmother bought me because i was with her at the time she bought me a new king james no a king james it wasn't even a new king james a king james Mm -hmm. bible after we um after the altar call that day we went the next day and she got me a bible and uh i was so excited to read the bible because every time the pastor would say in church turn to this scripture turn to that I didn't have my own book, and everybody had their own books, and they had different <laughs> covers on them, and they had yeah. big ones and small yeah. ones and thin ones and thick ones, and some were written, at, you know, just like everyone had their own, but I was always like reaching in the back of the pew, yeah. and I couldn't uh, catch up. I didn't know where anything was, and it's like, gosh, if I had a little more time with this, I could probably find things quicker. Nope, to this day, I can't find things quickly, <laughs> but thank God for phones, right? But anyway, um, I tried to read it when I was young and I tried to read the Bible from beginning to end. I think we all did that. You know, I tried that too and that really didn't, didn't make work. any it's, sense to me and I got frustrated with it and I'm like, mm, yeah. maybe this book isn't for me. Right? right? 
so that happened to me and I, I just I didn't think it wasn't for me I just thought the wording was so complicated right, I didn't understand right. like right in Genesis I was like whoa begot and begot I don't know what mm-hmm. this is when we got to that part so I um, I didn't read the Bible for a long time and I thumbed through it and I kind of got into the Proverbs and the Psalms and there was some language that I could decipher as a young girl but in my church we didn't have any discipleship so fast forward to wow like 30 some odd years later um, I was going through a really, really rough time in my life, and someone gave me, and I've had only that Bible my whole life. Otherwise, I would Mm -hmm. find it online. I would just look at stuff online in church. Um, I still have that Bible that she gave me. But um, fast forward, I'm going through a really tough time, and this woman didn't even know what I was going through, but for my birthday, she gave me a New King James Version Bible, which is the... T.D. Jake's version, uh, Woman Thou Art Loosed uh, edition. Okay. And so there's a lot of different articles in here. Anyway, I just thought it was God because she gave me a Bible knowing that I was going, she didn't know that I was going through this really tough, it was like a breakdown I had. And one of my dearest friends, we had been in like a, you know, a bit of a, I don't know, uh, kind of a, a biblical therapy session, she and I. And it like started this whole process for me of coming into intimate understanding and knowledge of God. And when she gave me this book, I found my way in John. It was the first full book that I read in the Bi- in this Bible that she gave me. And the reason I love this book so much is because um, when you're not really, gosh. I guess it was 20 years later. But when you're not, when you're not fully um, understanding of anything pertaining to, like you've heard it, you've been in church, mm-hmm. you've been around mm-hmm. the language, you've been in the community, but you're still not having that personal connection. For me, it was the book of John because um, I wasn't into studying the Bible. I was only into, um, like I said, pulling up scriptures when the pastor asked and stuff like that. So um, this book, I started reading it, and um, I was told once that the first time you read the, read a scripture, read a book of the Bible, you should read it like three times. The first time you should just read it for just like, a, like you would read a book, a narration, any kind of story. And so reading it like that, something just grabbed hold of me, like from verse 1 through verse like 14, Something just grabbed me in the very beginning of this book. And I found myself, as I was reading it like a novel, not putting any belief into it, nothing. I just found myself getting drawn into who Christ was, just as a person. And then with my knowledge of knowing that he was also God, he wasn't just man, he was God put on flesh. It just did something to me. And so this is where I found... um, what I would choose to believe and how I would choose to believe in God. Because John, the book, um, I think the word believe is written over a hundred times in this book, in this one book, in this one gospel. And I even went through, like when you see, I have my, I have that Bible she gave me. But even here, you can see like I circle, I circle all the word, all the times I see the word believe in here. But it's also like, I and I tell this to people who are new to 
reading scripture and they got their Bible, if they check out John, John helps you helped me understanding how and why and what I was to believe and that I had a choice because it's always saying if you believe, when you believe, believing in. It's not di- dictatorial, right? But also it talks about um, knowing several times in this book. I also circle the word knowing. Found, how found is, is several times mentioned in the book of John. And see or seek um, or seen or saw, a version of seeing. And I just think that at that time in my life, having not had a Bible since I was a little girl, and this time really like I'm going to sit down and actually dive into the a full, I want to take a full meal of a full book, not just pieces right, of scripture. Right. Um, it helped me just with that, with my believing, with my seeing and seeking, and it helped me with my knowing, my knowledge, and finding. It helped me find myself. And I found myself, I found my way back to myself, back to God, through the book of John. So that's why I brought this today. It is absolutely, whenever I, because we all have times when we're not in the Word as much as we want to. I try to be in the Word. I'm in the Word daily, but um, I go through seasons where, you know, life gets a little bit busy, and I may forget, and boy, I can feel the uh, residual of that. But whenever I need to just come back, and I need to just, I'll read it just like a novel. And I just fall in love with the character of Jesus. And that's where my love begins. My love mm-hmm. begins with mm-hmm. falling in love with him and what he was doing. And, I, and then when I go back and read it, then I can really dissect it and see like, you know, take more of a expository look at it and then of course always reading in different translations and i know there's been lots of controversies about different translations one of my favorite translations is the passion translation and i believe last year um one of the bible platforms took it off of there because they said there was Mm. too many um there was too many like not generalizations but too many words paraphrasing but For someone who doesn't understand, I think one of the gifts that we have from God is all these translations. Now, we don't want to be so far away from the actual text that we are completely teaching a different kind of doctrine or whatever, but I think that that's a blessing, that we have different voices um, offering us different translations in text, because, you know, what one translation can hit you at you can identify right. with right. i may have a little bit more trouble i you know understanding that one but if i take that and i pair it with a message translation like i do the the um new king james version i like to pair it with the message translation and with the passion translation with the amplified translation then i'm getting something that i can really understand and i'm really like understanding what i'm reading and that's what it's about we're supposed to understand it for us how it how we you know, I feel we're supposed to, um, how it relates to us. So John in any translation and reading them all together, it just, it'll hit you a certain way. The message, Mm. the opening in the message translation is so good. It's just powerful. So that's what I brought. I brought my beautiful marked up. (laughs) It is pretty well worn. (laughs) Book of John to share. And I hope someone, if you guys are just trying your first, you know, you're you're getting newly acquainted or reacquainted. Start with John and read it like a novel. 
read it like you're just learning about the characters involved and what they're doing and see if because the word is alive and it's active <laughs> and it'll grab you every time wow so um is there a specific passage in john that speaks to you above others the very very beginning of it okay the very first um the very first verses grab me and like used to make me weep because it would make me feel um a certain kind of way and and like i said for your understanding when you're new maybe you haven't been in a lot of bible studies maybe you haven't been around a lot of bible community to where you've heard you can put it all together this is very just plain and simple and i'm going to read it hmm i think i'll read it in the in the in the in the passion translation and this is the um Passion Translation, Book 1 of John. It's called The Living Expression, and it says, In the very beginning, God was already there, and before His face was His living expression, and His living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together, face to face, in the very beginning, and through this creative inspiration, this living expression made all things. For nothing has existed has existence apart from Him. Life came into being because of him. For his life is light for all humanity, and his living expression is the light that bursts through gloom. The light that darkness could not diminish. Then suddenly a man appeared, who was sent out from God's presence, a messenger named John. For he came to be a witness, to point the way to the light of life, and to help everyone believe. John was not that light. But he came to show us who is, for he was merely a messenger, to speak the truth about the light, for the, tru- for the light of the truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. The Creator entered into the very world he created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him, but those who embraced him and took of his name were given the authority to become who they really are, the sons of God. And that last part just really always gets me. They they were given the authority to become who they really are. And it just helps, just helps me remember. Well, that's a good point that it helps you remember because you did have some degree of exposure as a little girl. Yeah. You know, when you had that first Bible. And although, you know, as as a, a young person, as a child, reading those words and kind of the way the the context and the way not having context i think is a bigger issue yeah you know yeah um you really it's it's so cool to me that now we have so many churches focusing on um and and you know we have so many churches focusing on children and really discipling them with youth groups, especially for teens and right. for young people, I didn't grow up. Um, they had Sunday school at my church, but because it was so far away from my house, it was over an hour away. My grandmother come for her from her house, which was like you know minutes away from my house. She'd pick me up, and then we'd go drive all the way down there. My church was in Compton. We lived. I lived in Sherman Oaks, and so um, we didn't get to make it for Sunday school because. That I would have had to get up so much earlier, right. you know, and so and she and her too. She was, gosh, probably in her sixties when she started taking me because I'm I'm the last kid. But yeah, so I didn't get to attend Sunday school and and get all the you know the little songs and all that stuff. But even so, the songs are great, but you don't really get 
you know, for what I was, what I felt in my heart when I found myself at the altar that, that moment, what I felt in my heart, I was so hungry for discipleship, but I didn't know, but I didn't have it, you know? And so it's really cool that I see a lot of kids, my kids, um, a lot of kids get to have that now. And there's a lot of focus on helping the young ones really understand. And there was no, I don't know if there was a message translation when I was nine. Like she didn't know about it. She was of the traditional, right, you know, right. old school. Right. So now there's, there's Bibles for kids, not just the four page ones that tell the story of Mary and John. I'm talking about there's whole Bibles for young people. I just think it's super cool. And of course God would do that because he wants his word to be translated. He wants us to understand so we can know him intimately. That is so good. Um, so can you share with us what you felt um, during that moment at the altar call when you were a little girl? What did that look like? What did that feel like? Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was all I had been in church with her. My earliest memory of church, I was like three singing. Yes, Jesus loves me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would lead that song like, you know, I had the little kids back. And our church was very small. And there was not a lot of young people at the time when I was attending. There was like three other girls that were my age. And we were pretty thick, you know, we were pretty tight. So we would often go, that was back in the day when you would have um, musicals and some of my old school church people know about that. Um, you would have musicals, you would go to church to your service in the morning and then you would go have lunch somewhere usually at one of the sisters houses or something or go get some chicken that's that holy <laughs> chicken before way before there was chick-fil-a get that chicken on a sunday in between services and then you would go to another service at another church and fellowship with another church so i always loved going to the other churches because they had big huge churches their choirs we had a choir and i was part of the choir i was an usher i was I was doing all kinds of stuff because I really, I loved being in church. But um, the the uh, other churches had huge choirs. I mean, you know, the Bethels and the Tabernacles and these big, huge Mississippi Mass, like all of these huge choirs. And so they would, um, the harmonies, it just, the spirit touched me through through the worship, big time. And every time I would be sitting there sometimes and they would do the altar call and I would feel my body like literally vibrating like I was going to, something was happening inside of me. But I was young. And so I'm looking around and that was a lot of what we call shouting. So people think that <laughs> shouting is yelling. I was recently at a church conference and they did a shout out Transformation Church. Uh, they did a shouting contest and they said, any you know, someone come up from the uh, audience and come up and, and uh, be a part of this shouting contest. And so people were, you know, nominating this, take her, take him. And so the people got up there and there was one girl who... Um, she must, She was younger, so she must not have understood the concept of shouting. And so <laughs> when the people started doing that, that holy dance, that shout, she was like, what you just saw it on her face. And when they got to it being her turn, she's like, I thought this was like a yelling contest. And the whole, everyone starts cracking up. So shouting does not mean yelling. It's just when you get your, your, your praise dance on because God mm -hmm. is so good and his, the spirit just gets in your body and you just can't. You can't contain it. So this thing, these, these 
women would be shouting and doing all this. And I, in my body, I could feel my body was vibrating mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. doing, and I would sit, literally sit on my hands. Because I was like, you're a kid, you can't get up. And I wasn't in, I've been to a church recently where I've seen kids do that during service freely. They worshiped freely. I didn't see that back then. So I'm sitting on my head, my hands and my body's like totally vibrating. And this would happen, and then I would be, now I go to war. Because my spirit wants to get up sure, and sure. move. And when they say, come to the altar, my spirit wants to go. And my flesh is like, and I didn't know, I didn't have this language then, I know it now, but uh, my flesh was like, no, they're going to think you're crazy. You're a kid. You don't do that. Sit here and, you know, be good and look digging. You know, just like I would, I would battle this. And then I'd get boldness inside of me and I'd say, next time I'm going up there, I'm going. Well, the day it actually happened, I would struggle with this every Sunday. Every Sunday. And my body's literally vibrating. Well, one day it happened. And it was at our church. And... I don't know if it was the song, I don't know what it was, but my spirit rose up in me, picked me up off of the pew, and walked me to the altar when they did the altar call. And it, I feel like, and I tell this all the time, it was almost like an outer body experience, because mm-hmm. I just like, oh, I blinked, and I opened my eyes, and I'm standing there, and I'm being anointed with oil. Wow. And I was just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm going to be in trouble, how did I get up here? There's no other kids up there, so you know what I'm saying? So I'm sure, feeling very... Sure you know, outside of myself, like, is this the right, am I supposed to do this? And so I, um, I'm getting anointed with oil, because that's back in the day, they used to anoint you with oil like that. You didn't just raise your hand and put it down. Um, There was actually action, and something that actually physically took place to let you know that you had been anointed with oil. And I was so afraid to turn around and see my grandmother's face. I'm like, she's going to be mad at me. I'm crying. <laughs> like, I don't even know what's happening right, with right. me right now. Who put me here? How did I get here? But I feel this intense, familiar, warm, internal love. I will never forget that. That wow, I won't forget. Wow. And I felt just, oh my goodness, I just felt so... I can't describe it. I just felt warm and I just felt peace, I guess. And so I turned around and I looked at my grandmother and I'm like, oh, she's going to be so mad. And I like close my eyes open. I look at her and she's just tears are running down her face. And I was like, oh, I hope that's good. But I think it's good, you know. And so um, that moment passed, but that's how I got there. And when I talked to her and we were driving back and she was just saying how proud she was of me and, you know, and I didn't know what any of that meant. I know what I was feeling inside. Right, and, right. And I just got there. Wow. And that's how it happened. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your love uh, with us today and the love of the book of John and and I really appreciate hearing the the, the backstory about hearing uh, about that moment at the altar call. I think that's really a special and, and really and truly a pivotal moment um, yeah. it was. in your life. It was definitely that. I don't even think I've told you that story before in detail like that. Not in that much detail, but well, yeah, I've heard it, but it still hits me the same way each time yeah, that I yeah, hear yeah, it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> So, 
You kind of know how the flow goes, right? I do know how you the flow do, goes. You do, because, and, um, yeah. And I'm feeling a little slighted like you were, because you didn't share with me what's next. Oh, you, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't share with you what's next. So, <laughs> you know, it's that time where I'm going to say a word, and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Yeah, okay. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Let's go. <laughs> ah. So, your word today didn't strike me until... We just started recording. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I saw you praying fervently about I, I it. I was. And you were I was. getting nervous. You had that nervous look. I was. And you know. So nice to see it on somebody else. Golly. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, you know, several words came to mind, but they kind of like evaporated. Okay. They pop in and they kind of just vaporize and are gone, right? Okay. But the last one that struck me right before, or as we started recording, actually, was the word. Artistry. Artistry. What does that look like to you? What does that feel like to you? Where's God in it? No, what's the first thing that comes to my mind? You yeah, mean? yeah, that. Um, <laughs> artistry. Uh, well, I think the first thing I that when you said it was it like wow. Um, but I see God as the grand artist. So artistry, how I, f how I feel about artistry in, in us is that that's one of the most beautiful things that comes from him. Uh, he's an artist. He painted, he created the world. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, but another thing that I think of artistry is that um, everyone has their own definition of what's artistic and they have their own expression of it. So just because one person, because, all right, let me back up. If we're created in God's image, right? And he is the grand artist. He started creating, artists create. So he started creating way back in the beginning of creation. And we're, we're made in his image. So that means that God is vast. We can't contain him. We can't sum him up in one word, one sentence, one chapter. We don't even know all the facets that he's capable of. Not one person on this planet. I don't care if they wrote the Bible, if they study it. I don't care who, the, who you are. Not one person on this planet can tell us every single characteristic, the vastness of God and his creation. We can look outside. I see trees. When I, I was taught as a young girl to see um, God's creation outside in animals, in trees, in the water, in the mountains, and... And I take it to heart. Like it says, I just read everything. There was nothing that was created without him, right? So that's how I see that. But also that within, then within us, if we are made in his image, who am I to say that you're artistic or you're not? I didn't create you. And your artistry may look different to me. It should look different because if not one of us have the same fingerprints, that means that, and we're all created in his image, we, that means that we should have 
we can have how many people in the world? Eight billion. There's eight billion artists in this world, and not one of them. They may express in the same genre or in the same field, but not one of them is expressing the same way. That's good. And just because, um, you know, we were watching Transformation, Pastor Mike preach about creation. Uh, and it's like, just because you're not a, artistry is not just limited to the arts. That's singing. Good. That's good. Dancing, painting, cooking. Um, artists create. So even if you're being creative at work, I think you're an artist in a way because you find ways in situations to, to bring solutions for situations that arise that are very creative. And because of your upbringing, because of where God landed you in, in this time of history, You've been you've learned things that, you know, other people may not think of in that situation. That's why you're so good at what you do. That's why you're so good walking in your calling because you can bring you're very creative, you're artistic when it comes to finding the solution to fix X, Y, and Z. And so I think that that's for me, that's artistry. That's that's what we are. We are created from a grand, great artist. God is like, oh my gosh, he created sound and music and light and there's 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 day and there's night and there's all of these different things like when we hear a dog bark we know that's a dog we don't think it's a cat when we hear a cat's meow we know that's a cat you know and there's all different even with the animal kingdom there's different cats have different sounding you know meows and there's all of these different things that god has shown us we can't even name all the species in the ocean. We can't even, we don't know all of them. We're still discovering his mm -hmm. artistry. Mm -hmm. So if that's true, then artistry for us means that whatever you, you feel in your heart, whatever you're called to do, what your dream is that you can do, like you can actually do it. And, it, and someone telling you that's never been done before should never stop you. No kidding. It's funny. I was reading something that I wrote about that just this morning. And you okay. didn't even know that. No. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really important that we remember we're all artistic. Because I've heard people say, oh, I, I don't have an artistic bone. Well, do you create stuff? Are you, you know, you're creating, right? Our artists, artists create. And then there's all kinds of art. There are, and and it's really interesting for me, um, artistry, in the conventional sense of you know, cooking or mm -hmm. music or painting, the visual arts or mm -hmm. or the written arts, you know, the just creative writing, arts. The yeah, creative. yeah, they, yeah. These are awesome, and for me, I see these as um, expressions of love. You know, mm -hmm. when you love what you do, and you know that you have um, artistic qualities about yourself, and you actually employ and exercise those. Right. I think that's one of the forms of expression of love. Absolutely, it is because um, if you're if you're, I had to just pull it up right now. So mm -hmm. artistry means a creative skill or ability at its very <laughs> mm -hmm. minuscule level, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a creative skill or ability. When we're artists, we are expressing our love through it most of the time. And I feel like people who um, 
who know that about themselves that that are settled and they're seated in that they're seated in their artistry they do very well expressing it and they they express it it doesn't matter how many people hear it right or see it or experience it or what the exposure level is it's how you do it right how do you express your love in that way how do you share your skill set in that way and and your ability to do that specific thing and it can be such a raw and vulnerable place which makes many artists sensitive in the sharing of their artistry absolutely it's very very raw it's very vulnerable which makes us scared you know makes us nervous because it when someone doesn't like it then you feel like they cut your heart you right, know, it's, right. it's very, um, and it's a deep cut. Yeah. It's, ner- yeah. and it's nerve wracking. Sure. And then it, and, and it has stopped people from moving forward. Like people can get so, you know, they can get so discouraged because they really wanted a particular person or a particular group to like their artistry or to like what they were, you know, their creative skill that they're, sh- they shared. And when that person didn't receive it or that group didn't receive it in the way that they can identify as as good, as accepted, Mm -hmm. they'll stop. And so many people have given up on their own artistry, which is sad to me because, and and I'm guilty of it too. Like it takes me, it's taken me a long time to share certain things because of feeling, you know, that I wouldn't be, um, that I wasn't good enough or, and it's like, yeah, there's good and bad in art, but like Jesus said, what's good? Exactly. He said he's good. Like if it's just does it make it how does it how do you is it your skill, is it your ability? If you're skilled and, and able and you're 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 sharing this, then it's going to be what it is. And you have to have the confidence to know like I I'm putting myself out there, but this I feel, and and I think also artistry for me makes me feel closer to God. So my my artistic expressions, some of them, because I think I have more than one. I have multiple. Um, Obviously, when I'm when I'm doing my business, um, when I'm cooking, when I'm setting up a an event whether it's for two people or for 80 people, if I'm doing, putting my display together and I'm putting my heart and I'm sharing my skill of cooking, but my heart is in there. You know, when I'm doing that, when I'm singing, um, when I sing worship, when I lead worship, when I sing secular music, because I do both, Mm -hmm. all to the glory of God and with his blessing, after every time I do, I feel close to him. I feel close to God. And it's, I'm glad the people enjoy, you know, those things that I do, but I almost don't do it for their enjoyment. Right, yes, I right. want, when I serve you food, I, I'm doing it to, I'm a nourisher. I want to nourish. Everything I do is like my, my skill and my artistry is nourishment. So singing, I do that. Food giving you a nice evening with a friend or a loved one, you know, that's my artistry. But at the end of that, it's it's nice that it was appreciated right, and that I right. executed to my standard, which is a standard of excellence because I feel like I'm serving, especially on tables, you know, my food on a plate, my, my, my table. I'm serving sons and daughters, like kings and queens. These are royalty. Mm-hmm. 
because I feel like we are, you know, since we are of the royal family of, of heaven. But at the end of that, what really makes me f- weep and really makes me feel so good is the closeness that I feel from God, of like a job well done. Wow. You went out, you sang that song. I can feel the presence of God within me. And if I don't feel that, then I'm like, oof, I got to check my spirit. Where am I coming from? Mm. Artistry should come from our spirit right? and our right. heart, like you said. So knowing this about artistry and at this point in this season of your life and knowing that you can see and, and uh, identify God in it, what would you tell your younger self about artistry? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I would probably just tell her that everyone's an artist and you don't compare your art to anyone else's art. But oh, that's the good. worst part, the, 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 the good thing about artistry is that we are all artists. And so we all have different things. We might be in the same, we might be on the same freeway, but still be in your lane. Sure. And don't look for anyone's approval. Always seek God in what you do, why you do it. If you're using your artistry for personal gain, it's not always gonna. It's not gonna reward you the way you think it will. Wow. And do it. Do it. You know, there's a verse that says, "Do everything unto the glory of God." And so, do do everything with Him in mind, and make sure that He's the one leading you in it and um, con- confirming and affirming you in it and don't compare your art to someone else's because it's not the same thing it may look like you're on the same freeway going the same direction but they have their lane and their speed you have your lane and your speed that's so good that is so good and that that is um, an important message I think not only for your younger self but for other people out there to, to hear and to understand. I think so. I think people can, if we stop comparing a lot, the, the comparison game is strong. It is. With people that, you know, with people that um, are creative because our minds are so, they move people that are in a focused creativity space or spectrum where that's all they do. That's mm-hmm. a focus thing. You know, like you wouldn't probably think that your work is creative and it's artistic, but I do, you know, but I'm talking about people that are focused in, you know, these different arts, these f- creative arts. It's really easy to get yourself um, hung up on what someone else is doing or that that's been done already, but, and not for not remembering that you're the one bringing something new right. that yours is by your hands. So just keep, keep going don't not don't not do it because you think someone else has already done it or someone's better there's always going to be someone better than you in front of you and there's going to be somebody better than you coming behind you and that's okay so that's not that can't be the issue right right that's totally fine but you need to leave your mark you need to make your make your and again this is not quantity is not relevant here it's the quality of your hands that you feel Hey, that, that's I'm putting that forward because that's my standard, and it's and it's it's of my standard of excellence. And you put it out there, and you might be just doing it to, 
you know, your kindergarten, your kindergartner's class, or you know, right, right. you you're you're doing it on a, on a scale. The scale doesn't matter. The, what matters is that you do it, because he put it in you to do. Right, so. and, and ultimately, I think artists have, um, at least in my opinion, uh, an audience of one. Well, we all have an audience of one. So, um, all of us have an audience of one where we should. And God is our audience. But when we try to make everyone else our audience and we try to cater to that audience, we're going to get ourselves, our heads going to be spinning and swirling and, you know, it can throw us off our game and we can become distracted and out of, out of, out of sorts because we just feel so, you know, trying to please this one and then that one liked that, but that one didn't like that and that one liked that, but that's just too much. And I think being... When we, when I say God is that I serve an audience of one, or I'm 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 focused on the audience of one, I just want to show up as what I believe honors Him. So right, right. so showing up number one honors Him, and being and respectful of the being gift. respectful of my gift honors Him. I remember years ago. <sighs> Of, <laughs> you know, after um, my father passed, I was in a very dark place and I wasn't doing any of the things that I love because I was just, you know, getting through that time. And that was good. It was good. I needed to get through that time. Everyone needs to grieve and get through it. But I remember as I was kind of leveling out in that area, coming through, that. I was thinking about my gifts and my and 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 what I like to do and what I was going to do with my life. I was in real estate. I wasn't feeling that, just not in alignment with who I am. The whole thing of it, and I started seeking and praying about it. And I remember very clearly the Holy Spirit said, because uh, I was asking, like, what do I like to do? I heard on somewhere, you know, do it. You do what you like to do do what you love figure out what you love that's your purpose that's your calling that those are your gifts and you can find your calling and your purpose through your gifts and i was like what do i you know what do i love and and i remember very very distinctly hearing like you know and i was like well i love to cook i love to sing and he was like, it was almost like a nod, like, uh-huh, you're, you're, you're onto something, you know? And then mm-hmm. I remember very, very distinctly hearing, you know, I gave you those gifts, and if you don't want to use them, I will take them away. Wow. And I didn't even know where that was coming from. I know now that was the Holy Spirit kind of prompting me and just gently, and it wasn't mean or punitive, like, I'm going to take it. it. was There was no attitude or anything like that. It was just very clear in my mind and in my heart. Um, I gave you those and I will, I can take them away. And then I remember just getting very emotional, like, no, 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 please don't. And from that moment, I began developing Love's Delicious and developing, I had no music equipment. Oh gosh, it's so funny. You know, I had nothing like, I don't have anything. And slowly but surely I got equipment and then I got a piano player and then I got a guitar player and then, Mm -hmm. and now... There's a whole roster of a team of beautiful hearts that I get to work with and share love. And we all get to share our love and put it out there for others. That's so good. Yep. And, and um, 
Thank you for sharing your gifting, not only with me, but with everyone listening and, and with the rest of the world. You're this welcome. has been this has been a just a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful conversation. It's been very and I weird. Thank you. Yeah, I know it is, isn't it? On that side, right? It's very weird for me. <laughs> but I want to thank you for coming here today and sharing your heart. And yes. I hope that someone's inspired or encouraged by um, the conversation that we've had here today. And I want to thank you for bringing your own love and sharing your love for uh, the book of John. And I enjoyed it. And now you're going to cause me to look into it a little bit deeper and, and maybe others as well. So yay! thank you so point. much. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> so, so, okay, everyone out there, thank you for joining us today. We have new episodes posting often, so click the subscribe button and share this love with someone that you care about. And don't forget to follow <laughs> us at love-manifested.com, yes. where we have even more goodies for you. Goodies. More perspectives and things that you can shop for in our Survivors of the World Soul line. Mm -hmm. And connect with us through social media accounts. Wow. To all your precious hearts out there, remember as long as you have breath, you are still part of God's plan. Amen. So focus and manifest love wherever you go. Until next time, with love. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs>